welcome to the Godsy Girl Podcast, inspiration and encouragement for all women inside and outside ministry. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Let's talk. Um, I am so glad that you tuned in again to listen to my heart and what's in my spirit. And today, I'm glad you tuned in to hear some of my responses to some of the things that I have been hearing, seeing, um, I'll say discerning, but not supernaturally. Um, But I look at stats. I see how people come to my podcast. I see how people come to my blog, you know, like what led them to me, that kind of thing. What did you search for? What website sent you to me? That kind of thing. And so today I'm really going to talk about something that I'm thinking, man, Lord, I'm no expert on. But then I, I figure... Who is an expert on anything? I mean, really, think about it. Even doctors, the doctor that you go to to get your shots, that person is not an expert, okay? that He's practicing medicine, she's practicing medicine, but they are not experts. Give me a break. If that were the case, we'd all be walking around well all the time. So. I am a practicing wife, and so I see that a lot of people are coming to, especially MarriedToAPastor.com, because they're interested in a interesting subject. Are you ready to hear what it is? Okay, wait for the pause. Okay, it really wasn't a pause. I just had to cough. Oh my goodness, the allergies in Missouri are um, running rampant, or I should say the allergens, so bear with me. But anyway, um, here's the topic. People come to my site somehow when they Google duties of a wife. (laughs) What? Say what? Huh? I don't understand, but that's where they come to. Um, That's what they, I should say, type into Google or some search engine. Um, That's how they find me. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to talk about it from my perspective. Because again, I am not perfect. My husband would be the first to tell you that I'm not perfect. But um, he would also be the first to tell you that I strive to be. Um, And I think what it is, is the longer you're married, you realize that the things that are deficits are not as important as the strengths that you bring to the marriage and to the relationship. So I have my weaknesses and he has his, but oh my goodness, I know that I have so many more benefits being married to this sweet, sensitive soul than the deficit. So, hey, um, that's the 80-20 rule. 80% is what I wanted, what I prayed for, and here's the thing, what I needed. Okay, because some of the things I didn't want, but you know what? I needed those things in my life. I needed some of the things that he brings. Some of the things that are part of his personality are like spiritual sandpaper, just kind of working at some of my issues and deficiencies and incompetencies. And they just rub, rub, rub. And I think of it like a diamond. Because as I learn to not be responsive and be a jerk about those things, guess what I'm learning? I'm learning patience. And it's not always easy. You know, I think I'm, I'm going to create a t-shirt that says that, you know, working on patience, <laughs> you know, and maybe parentheses, um, having a hard time or something like that. But it's, that's how you get patience. The Bible talks about that, that the um, struggles that we have, they produce patience in our lives. So patience is not something that you can buy. 
or something you can just have, it comes through struggle. It's like muscles. Um, muscles are not something that I could buy or else, honey, I would give you my debit card today. But no, it's it's muscles happen when we um, work them, when we have, when we exert them. And those little tears in the muscle um, creates this strength. And that's the same thing with, with you know, patience. So I tell you, no perfection in my house, all right? Just want to tell you that. So I wanted to talk about just the duties and the way that it comes through and it's come through several times is wifely duties list. <laughs> so let's have a stab at it. Let's see. And I would love to hear your feedback. I think that in my opinion, one of the duties of a wife is number one, to be a help me. I think that we are designed and created to be a helper. That's why I think we can lean into that area of nagging so easily because we're not really nagging. It's not our intent. We're trying to help you, you know? Um, we're trying to help our husbands. So I think you definitely have to embrace that part of you. I know that it's all about in how you approach them and how you share that information with them. Um, There's certain things that I could tell my husband in a certain way that will shut him down. He will not do it. He will get offended. He will get defensive. I've learned that through the years, but it's all in the way I come to him. And my husband is so logical that sometimes I just say, hey, I'm being a help me you know, um, take the meat, leave the bones. I'm just trying to help. And when I say that to him, it just kind of disarms it and de-escalates de a bit. But then I have to know too when to shut my big mouth and um, find a way to, and a time to tell him whatever it is I need to tell him. And it is hard to sit still when you know something needs to be taken care of or when you know something needs to be addressed. It is almost impossible to sit still and wait for the right time or wait for the release of the Holy Spirit to do it. But you have to do it because your whole job and your role is to be that help me. You're helping him and you can't help somebody unless they let you help them. So you gotta create that environment so that he will want you to help him, okay? And that's all in the way we treat him because you know about that male ego, it's big. It's, it's massive <laughs> and um, it's a thing. So we have to be very sensitive to that. And especially in the African-American community, a lot of men were raised by women. And with that, they might see our helping, quote unquote, as an extension of their mom or their mom nagging. And sometimes that's not the best scenario um, for a husband and a wife. So you are a helper, but be wise in how you help, okay? Secondly, I think a wifely duty is to create an atmosphere for the home. I really do. I think that it's it's something, even when I, I, I am something of a Christian, um, I don't want to say a feminist because that has such a negative tone, but I don't believe that men are any better than women. I just believe that God created a different order and than the world adheres to. And so there's a structure in the home. I, I, I don't think that his opinion is any more important to me than mine or any more right than mine is, but there is a structure. There are certain gifts that God has given us. And one of the gifts I have learned with women is our influence. You've probably heard me talk about it before, is that we have a certain gift 
of influence and intuition that we can create a home environment. I'm telling you, we can make it or break it. A few weeks ago, I was so stressed out just by life and had some struggles at work and um, I was just stressed. And I tell you, my whole family felt the reverberation of that, even though I didn't want it to be that way, but I was just so depleted and I had to start getting up early um, and spending time with God to turn that thing around because I was really becoming a beast. I really was. I was just grouchy. I was distant. I was quiet. And I changed the whole thermostat of my home. And I realized it a um, little bit later. And once I was into it and I'm like, oh, I got to snap out of this. So we do set the home environment. I don't care what anybody says, like it or not. Because, you know, there's this historical picture of the male coming home from work. The wife is a homemaker and the man comes home from work, you know, maybe in a Norman Rockwell picture. I don't know. Um, and, you know, the man is a bear, but it's something about the mom that brings that peace. OK, I got a funny analogy. Think of Archie Bunker. <laughs> if you're old enough to know who Archie Bunker was, um, think of Archie Bunker. He was a booty head, right? But it was something about Edith that balanced him out and she set the tone for that house. Because if she didn't, the Jeffersons would have never come over there. Okay, I'm getting way too deep. But if you're old enough, you know what I'm talking about. So we have a way of trumping whatever is coming into that house and making that environment what we need it to be. So it's, it's part of your responsibility as a wife to make sure you're aware of the temperature that you're setting. Okay, um, very, very important. And I think also, and this is not everybody's strength, because I am, my personality is I'm not a neat freak, but I am also not a slob, okay? You come to my house at any time, you can walk in and think everything's okay. But honey, if you if you scrape your finger across the table, you might see some dust from time to time. Um, it's a struggle for me, because I'm not that detailed in that kind of a way. But I do believe we do have to keep order in our home in terms of keeping it neat, keeping it presentable. It always has to be a solace um, for him and for us. And here's another thing. If you're listening and you're thinking, she's doing all this talk about the woman and the wife and the blah, blah, blah. Hey, there are people talking about the husband. You go listen to those, okay? This is really my call. My call is to encourage women and to talk about women. And I do sometimes feel that with the power that God has given us, and I'm serious, we have power as women, that when you start doing the right thing, you'll turn, you'll turn that joker around, okay? And he'll start responding to you so differently. So that's why I always talk about um, from the woman's perspective, because I feel like we have a lot of responsibility and we have a lot of influence, okay? So I say that um, it is our job to kind of keep that home not only spiritually and emotionally nice and cozy, but also, you know, try to keep the dust off the table. Make sure he always has the clothes he needs if he's, you know, not going to wash them. And in my home, I do all of that stuff and I'm okay with it. Um, when I first married him, um, I was a stay-home mom for quite a while and raising my little boy. And my other boy, I was raising him too, but he was older, so he really didn't need me um, as much. But I really um, took on the role to do everything, you know, because my husband was such a good provider. I just did it all. And now that I'm, I have a career and a couple of side hustles, I wish he would do more, but that's not, that wasn't our deal. And I'm not going to change the script on him um, because I'm very, 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 very well provided for. So... I um 
do believe it is our responsibility. Even if you have to hire somebody to come in and do stuff, which I've done from time to time, um, you know, make sure that your stuff's presentable when he comes home. Because you know what? It's a reflection of you. I don't care if you have a neighbor walk in. If your house is a mess, it's just the way it, we're, we're, we're set up. We're booby trapped. If your house is a mess, they're going to look at you. They very rarely will look at the husband and say, oh my gosh, he was, do you see his house? Oh my gosh. No, it'll be you that they're going to look at sideways. So um, go ahead and just own it and take responsibility for that. I think another thing that is part of our wifely duty list is to manage our moods and our emotions. Um, because I think that it's a duty for us to not respond in the moment on every single thing. Um, we have to have the enough sense and have enough, I mean, commitment to self-manage it, to self-management that we don't always be an emotional wreck. There are certain times a month we are, I mean, come on. And I'll be honest, I tend to be quieter during those times because I know that I can bring the heat, right? So we, it's our duty to not let our families become victims of our moods. All right. It's hard. I know none of this is easy. And again, I'm striving. So not perfect in all of this. All right. And another thing is, I feel like it's our duty. If this is the way your house is set up now, everybody's house is not set up the same. Some men cook better than women, but I feel like as a wife, my personal duty, if your house is set up that way to where you're doing all the cooking, make sure um, and if it's not that way, hey girl, high five through the airwaves, I wish. But um, if not, um, and it is you rather that's doing it all, make sure the dude's got food to eat, okay? When he comes home, I know you've worked, I know you're tired, but it's, I'm telling you, use your influence. When you come home, have his meal ready, have it waiting for him. Um, and, and part of it has to do with two. Um, I'm in a situation where uh, my husband's a great provider. I'm serious. My money is pocket change and he takes good care of me. So the least I can do because he cannot cook is to make sure he can eat. And I do that religiously. That is what I do. Um, that's, that's my, my boogie. And so for me, that's what works. And I know this sounds, some of it sounds so contrary to what is popular in today's culture. I really do, but it's what I believe works. I think that our culture as a society in the States has gotten messed up to some degree because we thought we could have everything as women. And the truth of the matter is there are some things that we are just anointed and gifted to do. And um, some of that, I, I things that I've just talked about, um, we're anointed to do these things. And even though popular culture, um, tells us that it's archaic or old-fashioned don't don't listen to that because most of the women that are writing those articles are single okay most of the men who believe that um don't they're not they're not who you want to listen to anyway so i just think that you know these are things that we have to be aware of okay that's all i'm saying all right another thing i think is a duty for a wife is to definitely encourage that man you got to encourage him. Think of Delilah, honey. She had so much influence over Samson, the world's strongest man. And she had him wrapped around her finger. And I knew that when he was over her crib, she wasn't complaining, fussing, rolling her eyes, walking around with her hair all over her head, looking crazy. And so I feel like 
we have the gift of influence, use it and use it for the good. Use your powers for good. Encourage him. I'm telling you, a compliment and some good, yummy talk from you will mean so much more than anybody else that he could come in contact with. Okay. So tell him, good job. You did awesome. Even if you don't feel he did terrific, go ahead and tell him in faith <laughs> so he can be terrific next time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, make sure your, your words are more positive than they are critical because, oh my gosh, we can tear them down. And there's a part of them that shuts down in men. I've talked to men. I know this, that um, not all, but um, these men that I've talked to, there's a part of inside of them that shuts down that um, their wife can't ever reopen. It's so much work to reopen it. And so I think that you have to, have to, have to be careful how you use your mouth and use it to encourage, okay? Anyway, I think those are the things that I just thought were important. And I hope that they bless you, encourage you. I, I am in my 50s. I am not perfect, but I've lived a little bit, okay? I've made enough mistakes and I've had enough successes to tell you what I'm talking about is right. <laughs> and if you don't want to do these things, it's okay. Maybe God will work it out on your end. But I know that there is a reason that marriages lasted when people had clear roles. Now, are you limited to that role? No, no, you're not. You can still be amazing. You can still be a businesswoman in charge of everything. But if you don't take care of your house, um, you're going to be like that old movie mahogany and sit and realize that success is nothing unless you got somebody to share it with. So don't be one of those bitter old women that have a lot of money, but are alone. Don't do that. Okay. I love you. Let me know your thoughts. I know this was kind of a hot topic and I'd love to hear what you think. I really would. Okay. God bless you. Thanks for listening. Hey, be sure to check out my shop. You'll hear the clothes on a little bit and I'll tell you that too. Go to godsygirl.com or shop.gazigirl.com and marriedtoapastor.com and check my stuff out. Buy my Christian t-shirts. And um, not only because I, it's my business, but let's let the world know Christians are here, honey. And the thing that you'll love about these t-shirts are they're size large. So most of them you'll size down a little bit smaller than um, you would regular clothes because they're they're really roomy. They run really roomy, but you'll love them. I promise. God bless you. Thank you again for listening. I love you. Yeah, I'm so glad that you listened. I pray that you'll follow me on Twitter, Godsy Girl, on Facebook, Godsy Girl. And I really do pray that you'll visit one of my blogs, which is GodsyGirl.com or MarriedToAPastor.com. Now you got to check out the Godsy Girl shop. Lots of good stuff there. And you can find it either on the one of the blogs or you can do shop.godsygirl.com. Thank you again for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. God bless you. And I wish you a beautiful victory walk in Jesus.